Today's episode of Mob Rules is brought to you by the number 9 and the letter F and U. My, uh, my son has been uh, getting 30 minutes of TV time a day to watch Sesame Street. Oh, man. Man, I love Sesame Street. Um, if you are quite loose, it is an amazing show. <laughs> hey, uh, this is uh, Marlboro's joined, uh, joined by... <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. Technically, yes, yes. Uh, this is John joined by... I'm Danny. Uh, yes, we are Marlboro's leaner In and... In the morning. Leaner and meaner. <laughs> That's right. Meaners and fuck you. Yeah. Uh, you in particular. And you know, we usually start off by talking about games played and what we've done, but today we're going to do something a little bit different, mainly so I can bust this out. This is epic. The worst character in Warhammer 40,000 ever. Man. Yeah. Dude. Epic. Hey, so this is going to be the first of a recurring segment um, where we, Danny and I, talk about the worst characters in 40K ever. If you have a worst character you want to submit, we have a sizable list. Thankfully, it's not a hard job to find bad characters. No. Uh, well, fortunately or unfortunately, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. F- for the purposes of content. <laughs> for us? Oh, yeah. Very fortunate. Very fortunate. Yeah, we're fortunate. Um, but Danny's going to kick <laughs> us off today by talking about the worst character in 40K. And Danny, I, I have some accompaniment for you just to oh, kind okay. of really set the mood. <laughs> our first oh, that's fantastic. Our first character is very special. He he is a special, special man. Um, so we have uh, the individual we're going to be talking about today is a Necron Lord known as Bazar the Invincible. Now, if you uh, listen to the surprise podcast we released last week mm-hmm. uh, where we talked to other members of the Rogue Trader Network, we did spoil that we would talk about Thazar. That's um, <clears throat> the metal beard, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he is. He, he could be gold beard. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But let's, hey, let's not let's not quibble. So, so Danny, from what I know about Necrons, Necrons are like very Egyptian-like. So they have like pharaohs and like Correct. tomb worlds and pyramids, and everything is very Egyptian themed. Correct. Where does Thazar fit in this Egyptian theme? So Thazar takes all of those concepts, crumples them up into uh, a tinfoil ball, and throws them directly into the trash. Because those are trash concepts, apparently, and nobody wants a character like that. Instead, he forges his own narrative, uh, which which is that of a pirate. He's a self-stylized Necron pirate. Yo-ho. Yeah, yo-ho indeed, John. Because I know <laughs> when my consciousness is transferred into a metallic body and I lose free will until my silent king lets me free. Thank you, mistress. <laughs> um, the first thing I want to do is just go swashbuckling across the sea hell yeah dude what are you gonna do you're i mean the first thing you're gonna want to do is take a swig of grog oh <laughs> or it's gonna feel, be like, feel the salty air and your skin oh. oh it's gonna be like that davy jones from that really bad parts of the caribbean movie where like <laughs> he tries to bite an apple and it just dissolves in his mouth and that's oh. why he's a dick yeah it's, that's the entire reason it's that entire apple. reason he's a bad apple mm. <laughs> oh, oh no okay uh oh, so, that joke was as bad as his character so like but yeah you definitely want to go on the ocean which is super you know a corrosive environment to anything that's metal right 
Like, he actually would rust more that's, on that's, the ocean. Well, necrodermis could have, like, maybe very good anti-rust properties. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it does. It's held ten, up for... Ten millennia, and they're still shiny with green rods. Yeah, or even more. <laughs> yeah, well, for the time being, For, anyway. for the time being. <laughs> Rest in peace, uh, green rods, 1997 so, to 2020. Thazar, uh, he, was, oh, he was exiled from his tomb world. Of course, because he woke up and they're like, I want to be a pirate. And they're like, well, no, dude, maybe the he, fuck? Well, maybe he was a pirate before they exiled him. They're like, you know, dude, you really don't fit our thematic image of Necrons anymore. So you're going to need to get the <laughs> fuck out. imagine him waking up to the Pharaoh and be like, I want to be a pirate, Dad. <laughs> I imagined it like Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. <laughs> we're like... All the other Necrons are pretty normal. And then there's this guy with a bandana on his head and an eye patch. Yar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he goes normal for like a day and everyone's like dude who the fuck are you <laughs> just another necrom warrior yeah, that's that's what it is <laughs> anyway so he gets exiled from his tomb world sure uh and uh during during the war in heaven okay They're like Dude, we're sick of your shit. Matt, he Get must be like the fuck out. A giant dick. If during a massive war where your entire civilization is threatened, <laughs> they're like, we can't even use you anymore. No, just go, just leave. Well, he kept capturing Necron ships, and like, <laughs> he's only a pirate against his own kind. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Yar. TK, TK, man. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, he was exiled during so the war. So he's exiled, habit. and then you know everybody falls asleep. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so he woke up, uh, and he 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 destroyed like a hive, uh, uh, like a hive uh, world, like cause the ship like <laughs> like took off from the crust and destroyed destroyed a bunch of hives, and then he realized that somehow like he has some kind of dominion code over his tomb world that he was exiled from and so he just goes there and like no i'm the pharaoh now you see me <laughs> i'm the pharaoh now <laughs> but pharaohs are now called captains oh yeah sure yeah by the way i've changed my title pharaoh means captain now oh, um and so basically he flies around the galaxy with you know singing a jaunty sea tune with his with his leg up, you know, kind of like Captain Morgan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And for then sure. he uh, he destroys enemy ships, does, and tows them back to his tomb world, where he cre- recreates even more of a pirate armada. Does he have a scarab on his shoulder? Oh man, like <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a scarab that's been in- infected with the flare <laughs> virus, so it actually is wearing a skinned parrot. <laughs> <laughs> That seems dark in 40k. Oh, yeah, that's that's nice and grim dark. Um, so I really hope this guy never gets a fucking model. Cause so like, okay, so Jesus he's Christ. just the, the worst, as we've quite clearly <laughs> figured out. But if he was to get a model, what kind of rules would this asset have? I, I mean, I imagine that he would uh, he'd be able to summon like a cannonade from his ship to shoot people on kind of like Emotech the Stormlord can like shoot people with lightning. Sure. He could shoot a unit with cannonballs. And I only imagine that they don't use like fancy Necron Goss weaponry. Just like it's all black powder like <laughs> black powder Goss cutlasses. I wonder if this could be considered a virus like the flare like the oh, flare cult. Yeah, like a where, pirate virus. Yeah. 
What if you're Mexican? Do you become a pirate? You say nyar a lot and yeah. like. <laughs> it's legitimately the worst. He's pretty bad. He's, He's pretty, pretty bad. bad. If I could make a suggestion, if he was to have a model, it would just be a Necron warrior because that's all he is. <laughs> I like it. The worst character in Warhammer 40,000 ever. Oh, that, that was too good. Uh, please, if you have suggestions for the worst character ever, believe me, Danny and I, as a salty pair of sea dogs, <laughs> have many, salty metal many, sea dogs. Yes. many suggestions. Uh, but please uh, share it. Uh, Mob rules, mobcast at gmail.com. Let us know on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, Absolutely. What are your worst characters? Uh, let us uh, make fun little sound clips and a bit songs about them. For uh, sure. All that other kind of fun stuff. Uh, but back to back to our normal programming. Yeah, let's go back to reality. Let's John. go back to reality. Uh, Danny, you've still been playing games what? like some kind of Warhammer player. I know it's insane. Uh, I have played now two in-person games. Um, let me tell you, uh, the relief that I feel in my body is sure. palpable. Yeah. Um, You're just like full chub the whole time. Dude, It's oh, it's been amazing. It's like, um, you got home and you're like, <laughs> wife, bed now. <laughs> just, just jump up there. <laughs> Spread them, get ready. So, yar, yar. <laughs> oh. uh, so, yeah, so I've been playing Sisters of Battle. Yeah. Um, I played, uh, let's see here. So I played, I think, three games total since we last recorded, maybe. I yep. feel like that's right. I think so, because you played one before, I, right? Oh, wait, no, I haven't then. I've only played one normal game. and I Oh, and I talked about the tabletop simulator game that I played yeah. last time, too. So I've only played, so since our last recording, I've only played one actual game of 40K in person. You monster. I know. I'm just a terrible mm. person. So, yeah. Uh, me and our, me and my friend were keeping it real safe. Let's put it that way. Um, there's a lot of protection involved. Um, and what about the Warhammer game? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, we put up some sneeze guards over the table, just <laughs> right along the deployment line for the midline. It's just a sneeze guard. <laughs> it's really annoying to try and move your models around, though. It's hard to measure through that. Just, just gunline parking lot, man. Yes, yeah, so we just yeah, we this just is sit social in our deployment zones, and that's how we socially. It's, just, it's a socially responsible army. It's just a fucking gunline. <laughs> Who won? Oh. COVID, because this game was boring as <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was the most boring fucking game. Uh, yeah, so I, so I did that. Uh, I have built um, some 40K models. Uh, mm. I built... Uh, oh, yeah, I converted up my Nasdrag model. You did? That looks so good. Yeah, I was pretty happy with how he came out. He looks cool as hell. So you have like a Hellblaster plasma gun on there, right? Or it's, is that... a, it's, a, it's a legit plasma cannon from Ooh. a Dreadnought. <laughs> I was like looking through. It's like I have the, little um, compared to him. I I have the uh, plasma gun from the Mauler or the Forge Fiend. Oh like yeah, I yeah. Found lying around. It's like oh yeah, but then you'd already built it. I'm like oh, it looks really good. You just filled in that blank space with a las gun. <laughs> <laughs> so it has a. Uh, let's see here. It has the plasma gun or the plasma cannon. Sorry. It also has a. It's not a las cannon. It's a Laz Fusil from the Eliminators. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's it's, <laughs> like, it, I forgive it's you. littler. Yeah. Anyway, um, just like me. And so <laughs> it's <laughs> But it does the job. Yeah, right. That is precisely the point. It gets the job done, guys. 
That's what you have to remember. When you're converting, you can use whatever you'd like. As long <laughs> as you have fun. Right. Other people's enjoyment does not matter when it comes to Inconsequential, guys. Inconsequential. Um, and then it's got like a zap part of a, of a runt herder stick. Yeah, I saw that too, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and then I carved a big bad moon out of a piece of Titanicus ceiling from a building. Oh, you carved that yourself? <laughs> Holy shit, I thought you grabbed like a like an Age of Sigmar like uh, clan thing. Nope, nope, I actually made that myself. That was homegrown. Nice. Yep. <laughs> uh, so you're Danny McDevitt, podcaster, wargamer, sculptor, artist. Sc- oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like barely even like two of those things. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, I did that. I also, what else? Oh, I built the other orcs from, uh, the Prophecy of the Beast box. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are just old kits though, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, some knobs and some, uh, mega knobs and I need the mega knobs really. Yeah. I did not need more knobs. The, the, the knob kit's really good for power claws though. For sure. It's got a lot of power claws. Cause I know for me personally, like when I was doing my orcs, I would buy a box of knobs so I could get uh power claw knobs for my boy units. Oh, that's fair. So yeah. Well, and I use, uh. Uh, black orc models oh, yeah. with uh, like space orc extras to make all the knobs from my boy units. Savage orcs. Oh, nice. Right That's here. cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Those yeah. are great models yeah. too. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a week. It's been a week or two weeks. Well, it's weeks. been a week since we recorded. Well, actually, it's been oh, like, well, yeah. I it's mean, been like four days since we recorded. Dude, but yeah, that recording was so good, so good. Yeah, uh, yeah, we put up. It's a little. I just put it in as like a regular episode because it just felt like that. Um, For sure. But we we had a fun Skype call with um, the Seth from the Dangly Boys. We had the NZ40 Cabal boys oh, from New Zealand. Yeah, at NZ. They corrected me several times <laughs> on how to say it. And, I, won't, know, I won't say it. And it's, it's their podcast. Uh, and then both the High Lords uh, with us uh, to talk about 9th edition, which we're going to get into some of the Q&A stuff a little later on. Oh, oh, oh yeah. But the, the Skype call, the, the unfortunate, if you're unfortunate enough to see the video of all of our faces, that is up on our YouTube channel. And the last episode of this podcast is just the audio of that because, you know, why not double dip? <laughs> I apparently look like a potato with glasses, according to Adam Abramwood. So, oh. thanks for that, buddy. So, 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 <laughs> some of us were called poor, open-shirted souls. Oh, so. man. Brutal. Brutal. Brutal, dude. Brutal. That, guy, that guy doesn't like people from Alaska. That's no, that heard. guy is not a fan of war gamers. <laughs> um, I have not played any... Warhammer, sadly. Obviously. That's a shame, man. Shame. Uh, no, I think I will soon here. Shame, like, shame. I'm going to get back into it. I just need to, like, I'm really hyped about the 2K list that I kind of memed out. It looks really fun, man. And it looks like a really fun list. So this week I ordered a Glockkin um, because that's one of the models that's having his price being put up. Yeah, I actually bought a Morathi the other day for that same reason because I'm like, oh, well, I really want one. So. Yeah, so I'm going to convert him into a Great Unclean one. Um, so yes. I'm going to give him a valve, give him up, still the flail. I need to figure out how to do all that stuff there, but... Um, he has a big tentacle. Yeah, so I think it's like um, <laughs> what I was thinking of doing with the tentacle is cutting the tentacle off and then using the uh, Rodigus hand. Oh, okay, cool. On that one there, uh, and then doing mm-hmm. something with like just a bell hanging out of the like gun mouth arm, like okay. off of a chain coming there is what I think I'm going to do. But that look cool. Even looking at it, like so, my list is two great unclean ones, uh, and those models are expensive. Holy, holy heck, they're pricey. Man. Like D- Danny donated one to the the. <laughs> unbuilt model fund that i had in my house of just like sitting in a pile and i'm like oh cool i need a second one and then i looked at the web store there's like 140 bucks and i'm like oh shit oh really they're wow okay. 140 i just i mean i feel less guilty because i'm like 90 percent sure it was from prize winnings uh mostly i think yeah yeah i'm sure it was mostly that um 
but it was a, an amazing model put together but also especially with some of the stuff coming out for engine war where mm. there is um like exalted greater demons. yeah i cannot wait to see what those do i want to have a special looking great unclean one because yeah i want to have an exalted greater demon and he's bigger than a great unclean one. yep so so it's not like a modeling for advantage even though I'm going to mm-hmm. make him like duck or bend over or something like that, like the <laughs> the kneeling wraith knight dilemma. You can have him coming out of a pool of slime. Yep, there you go. Just, just his head, just, just, just arm, just a tentacle <laughs> arm. Um, but yeah, so in this past, oh lord, he coming in this past two weeks. <laughs> what was the name of Tom and Jerry, the 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 old lady housekeeper in Tom and Jerry? Because that's going to be the name of the second great uh, thing one. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. We'll look it up, but that'll be the name. So in the past two weeks, I, I assembled and painted fully a great unclean one. Um, super happy with it, how it turned out. That model kit is just so good that, like, I really, if it wasn't for the fact the rules were coming for exalted great unclean ones and I wanted a kind of a special boy. Well, do not, do not name her Mammy Two Shoes, please. <laughs> no, there being a lot of apostrophes there. It'll be fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, um... Holy shit, I lost my train of thought on Mommy Two Shoes. <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah. Don't do it, dude. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, but I, I'm excited about my list. So I painted that up. And then in the, just in, since Sunday, uh, so we're recording Wednesday now. So Sunday, in four days, I painted seven Plague Marines, just mm-hmm. kind of like sitting there. And I'm really happy with how, how those are turning out. Um, and it really, I think a lot of it came from. The fact the Great Unclean One and the Plague Marines came from watching the Duncan Rhodes Painting Academy video on contrast. Okay, yeah. Um, he has this amazing, and I put it up on our Facebook page and on my Twitter, um, he has this amazing 14-minute video about contrast. And, nice. And different techniques for contrast. Oh, okay. And for me, now contrast is like a must-use tool. So like, I'll show you later on, Danny, but the, the skulls on the flail for the Great Unclean mm-hmm. One, just contrast in one coat of paint. And, oh, and the, awesome. the most important thing I think I said this last time to learn is contrast is just a base color and a wash. Sure. So it's definitely not like a finished product. So if you just go and do that little finishing step, so the skull, oh, it makes all the difference. So like the skulls of my great unclean one are just um, the wraith bone, the skeleton horde, uh-huh. and then screaming skull. Yeah. That is it, and it looks so good. Um, so I'm very happy about that. I have, like I said, seven plague uh, marines painted up. I have a. A malignant plague caster I painted up. Nice. Um, and oh I, man, that model is so cool. So cool. I have like three of them. Too. Are you? Did you just use the pukey guy? Yeah, uh, the one from the set. Where yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Because there's the other model too. Oh, there's two. Yeah, the special edition guy from the Japanese blind box. Oh, I'm gonna have to look at that guy. Yeah, I do have dude. the. I did. I get the chaos lord from the blind box. So I oh, have that dude, plague that lord. Guy is so cool. Too. So he's gonna be my lord um, for sure. And then. I ordered uh, a bunch of the easy to build plague marine models. I ordered four boxes, well, six boxes total now, um, <laughs> because I need blight launchers. Okay, or plague marines with blight launchers because those are really good. I don't see them getting any worse. No, I think they're only going to get better. We'll we'll see though. I mean, we well, have we'll no see. we have no inside information. We, we have, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, asterisks. We have no inside information about what the death card stuff is going to be in their psychic awakening or how stuff's going to work in ninth edition. But I have a feeling blight launchers are good now. They're only going to get better. Yeah, I think they're. going to I be have great. a feeling troops are going to get really good in ninth. I edition. feel like they have to. So, but we'll, we'll talk about we'll, that we'll talk later. about that yeah, later. Yeah. But yeah, so I ordered a bunch of blight launchers so I could just max out all of my plague marine squads. It's a hundred points. 
for flag, uh, five plague marines with two blight launchers. Yeah, that seems like a good. That seems like a decent deal. Cannot knock that. So three hundred points for right now for my little battalion tax. Okay. Cool, is pretty good. And they're gonna just kind of scoot along. Oh, I bought uh, three blight haulers as well. Oh yeah. So I now have six blight haulers. Hell yeah. I'm so and like I said, this list is just. If you look back, Danny, from like the time you've known me, like the lists I tend to succeed with and the lists I tend to settle on are little balls of death. Sure. Okay. Going all the way back to like my Dire Avenger ball. Oh yeah, that's true. With with Azerman and stuff. With, with yeah. Azerman and stuff. To then my Nurgle ball, where everything was in seven, and now I have like a different Nurgle ball. It's just the little balls of death is, is what makes me happy. John just loves his balls. I, I love my balls, <laughs> and these Nurgle ones are sloppy, but man, <laughs> yeah. But they they get the job. Dang, done. they do get the job done. So I got a bunch of stuff painted. Uh, I got a new painting area set up before. I was just kind of using like a side table on the couch. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I set up my computer desk to be a painting area. Okay, cool. And I think that's been very helpful because all I do is I have like a really big uh, iMac. So all uh-huh. I do is I put on YouTube or like oh, perfect. HBO when, I, when I'm sitting oh, yeah. painting and I have like a movie in the background. And it's that's re- that's the way to go, man. I, it's really I, helped. I need to get my painting station set up. Like I, I feel you 100%. Like that, I need, if once I get that done, I think I would be a lot happier with like the amount of with the amount of work that I can get done painting. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, well, and for me, it's like I could sit and watch a show or I could paint. And I'll always choose the show because I'm a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. Whereas if I can do both, then I'm going to do both. Hell yeah. Yeah. But that's about all we've been up to. Uh, we're going to be right back after this uh, with something. It's a packed show. We have, Dude, it's insanely Like bad. After like the past couple of episodes, we're like, shit, what do we talk about? And then we're like, now what don't we talk about? So much. And you know what we're not talking about. Do you have a single wound? A standard bolt gun? Having trouble maintaining an acceptable Xenos kill count? Only barely over two meters tall? Maybe it's time to ask your lieutenant if the Rubicon Primaris is right for you. The Rubicon Primaris is a prescription process that helps you to update that tired look. You may notice an increase in your purging abilities after two to, within two to four hours. You may experience loss of life, additional organs, and a points increase. Do not take the Rubicon if you plan on fitting into rhinos, drop pods, or other traditional vehicles. The Rubicon Primaris is not intended for second founding chapters. The Rubicon Primaris is for use on genetically enhanced super soldiers over the age of 800 only. You are encouraged to report negative side effects to your company's apothecary. The Rubicon Primaris. Because sometimes, plot armor is just not enough. Oh, we're back, and it helps yes, if, I, we if I unmute us. Yeah, that, um, that does tend to help things. So, hey, last episode slash get-together, uh, we, we talked about the ninth reveal and kind of things that we, we were looking for and hoping for. Oh, man. And this week, courtesy of the uh, kind of 40K overlords of Stu and Pete, uh, which sounds like a, a children's <laughs> a children's uh, magician group. You're like a show on Nickelodeon. yeah. <laughs> like the sweet life of Stu and Pete. Yeah. Well, now I have another gift to make. All right. Um, they did like a big Q&A where they answered a lot of questions about the new edition. Because all we Dude. really knew kind of going into it was um, that all of our existing codexes would still be usable. All of our existing models would still be usable. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and they clarified a few things in kind of the, the Q&A that they did uh, on Tuesday on, on Warhammer TV over on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing they kind of really went over was that they're going to do a lot to help horde and assault armies. Um, for me, whew, please, thank so, you. So, yeah, like, and well, and a lot of people were like, well, are they going to shit all over horde armies? 
Because it seemed that way when they were talking about vehicles locked in combat can shoot. Right, totally. And like the max the max hits from uh, blast weapons. Yeah, I mean like like it, that seems like that could hurt units that are big. But yeah, I'm super excited to be a horde army charging a hellhound. <laughs> yeah, no you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, so I think like changes to cover, like all the cover rules are changing. They're adding like a new keyword, I guess, to cover called uh obscuring. Yep. Which which seems kind of similar to what ITC has been doing exactly. for the bottom level of ruins. But I think it's the entire piece. Which, yeah, it says uh, that it's going to block line of sight that passes through the base. So I think the important thing from that is if you're not even on the ruin and your opponent has line of sight that just passes through the base of the ruin right. or the obscure terrain, you're going to get cover from that or you're going to be obscured. Or, or, you, or you won't be able to be shot at all. Right, yeah. which, which, again, for assault armies, which is like, not to you know, toot my own horn, but like 40K hard mode. Sure. Um, like, it's just like another layer of movement and positioning. Oh, yeah. To, to kind of get your stuff out there. So maybe you are going to take a turn longer to get into combat. But let me tell you, that, that extra turn, you're not going to be shot the, the entire way up the board. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. So especially, like, I can see that being played with a lot of the different pieces of terrain. And so if, so if we extrapolate this a little bit, right? Sure. And we talk about terrain keywords. So... I think you're going to see, like, every, like, I think maybe every table have a sheet of terrain rules. I think, and we talked about this a little on Saturday, too. I think the yeah. way they're describing it, you sort of have to. And I know LVO top tables right. are really good with that, with having those rules there. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if they are expanding terrain and kind of making that a bigger part of the game, and it's always been the thing where we've said, like, you no. Know, Terrain's the third army of the game. And they specifically said that in this review. Like, terrain is the third player. And the mission is the fourth player. Ooh. Ooh, Look at that little tease for later on there. A little four-way action. Um, Then also some changes to Overwatch and falling back, which I am very happy about. I'm excited about the changes to falling back. I think, so my guess would be for Overwatch, it's going to be something small, like a small debuff. Like, you can't Overwatch more than once, which I think would be fine. Like, that's not going to really hurt too many people too badly. But then if you think about it, right, so if I'm charging your unit with with one character, or if I'm Mm multi-charging, Do you save your Overwatch in case I right. don't make it, you know, or, or things like that? So exactly. That, that one little change makes like a huge layer. Uh, hints at a falling back stratagem to stop people from yeah. falling back from so you. I'll, I'm excited to see if this is going to cost extra command points, like comparatively to the other stratagems in the game that exist currently that don't allow you to fall back, like the Night Lord stratagem, um, things like that. Uh, so Because it does kind of invalidate that Night Lords one a little bit if just everyone has that strategy. Well, now, unless it's way more expensive non-Night Lords. Style. Sure, what if it's 2 CP instead of 1, <laughs> right? Still or, worth it. Yeah, still worth <laughs> it. But you can also now do it to two units in one turn if you're uh, Night Lords, right? Yeah. So, like, there's definitely some advantages there, I think. Uh, they did say as well that the oh, sorry, it's balanced on a set amount of terrain. Um, and mm-hmm. then there'll be examples in the rule book of how much terrain that Perfect. is. Do we think that's more or less than what we're saying? Well, I guess to the local Alaska meta, or I guess ITC meta would be more Man. of a thing as well. Is it more or less? So, first of all, I would say that we here at Alaska play with more terrain than most people so do. So heavy. Which I'm really happy about because it makes the game better. Um, secondly, uh, it's hard to say. If they change the size of the board, does that change the amount of terrain? I mean, one would say yes, but maybe it doesn't. And maybe we're playing on a current, currently we're playing on the right amount of terrain, but too big of a board. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. And I'm excited to see what their, what their suggestion is. Yeah. Uh, the, the exciting thing for me is the core turn is not changing. 
Uh, right. So it, there's not going to be alternating activations, which honestly I'm I'm happy about. Um, I get that yeah. itch tickled elsewhere. Right, exactly. And I don't think, so I mean, and it's, people say, hey, you should do it so it's more interactive or you don't spend like an hour just doing nothing, but it changes the entire game. Right. I actually think that'll make the game take a little bit longer. Yeah, because I have to sit and think, what do I want to activate next? And the longest part of the game right now currently is if you get into assault early. Like that will slow the game down a ton because people are, guess what? They're alternating activations. Yep. Oh, man, look at you with practical examples. <laughs> I got to say, all my turns, all my games finish naturally. I mean, sure, it's because I'm table turn two, but... You guys get to two. That's, <laughs> I can get to two. Um, strategic reserves are making a comeback, Danny. This oh, is like a, man. Okay. a fifth, sixth edition thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and I, I think it's even fourth edition you can put yeah. stuff in reserves. Um, but now it looks like you can spend command points to put units in reserve and depending on how long you wait, the further up the table they can come out. So if you bring them in on turn two, then I think they can only come in from your table edge. And if you bring them in turn three, then they can come in from the sides of the table instead of... But they can't come in from your opponent's like uh, back edge. Right. But there are stratagems that exist currently that do allow armies to do that. So those armies are going to get a... They're going to get a nice benefit. I got to tell you, I'm really excited about the prospect of uh, putting Mortarian in reserve. Oh, yeah, that could be cool. You know, I'm really... Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's pretty solid, man. Protecting my big guys who just get turbo fuck turn one. And you can just come out on turn three. Yep. Like the side of the table straight into combat. Because right now, bigger characters like Mortarian, Magnus, some of the knights, your choices are go first or don't get used. (laughs) Fair. Because people are like, oh, it's Mortarian. I better shoot him. Yeah, he better die. With literally everything. Yeah, yeah. So like... And like, yeah, sure, sometimes he survives and moves on and does other stuff. But like having the thing or like, okay, you know you have to save something or pull back because you know turn three or turn two, I'm pulling Mortarian on. And also not having to do any kind of weird shenanigans with like stratagems or, or weird warp time things. Sure. Having to take my, my Chaos Space Marine Tax Battalion so I can get warp time. Just really weird, funky things you have to do. Sure. Are, are now no longer something I think of. Unless they're like, yeah, monsters can't do it. Well, but then, like, you look at force organization now, right? Yeah. So we have no idea what the what a new force organization looks like. But based on the comments that Games Workshop had in this Q&A, there was a lot of talk of take what you want to take, and you don't have to take, uh, like, requirements. So it sounds like they're doing away with a lot of the requirements. Right, which I think is something they've been trying to do for the longest time. Like, even back since... I mean, Unbound has been something for how long now, un- Unbound right? has been something since 6, and then the using formations right. of just, you know, right. take what you want to take within, like, these strict things. Um, but I think they've really, with stratagems and command points, they've really been able to find a good way to unlock that. Right. Um, because I know for me, like, I'm like, I want to take a Vanguard, a Spearhead, or, you know, whatever it is there. Mm-hmm. And now it feels bad to do that because it really screws me over stratagem and command point wise. Right. But if you all have a set amount and then I can take whatever I want to take and whatever mm-hmm. I want to play with, that's going to do so much to kind of just the general meta right now. Because sure. right now, I mean, those stupid little uh, Space Marine sky- Sniper Boys, are they they're, uh, troops or are they heavy support? They're troops. They're troops. So I know for a fact if I'm playing Space Marines, I'm going to probably see a battalion with three squads of those guys. Yeah, or, or something similar. Or, or right? something similar, right? right? Or just kind of like just these Three squads things. of five intercessors or... 
uh, or in cursors or which that kind of stuff. When they're when they're making a game and they're they're making these things, even though there's a comp community for a narrative sense and about how this works with the narrative, freeing you up as a player to play more narrative things easier and even more competitively right. it can only be a good thing. Agreed, agreed. And like um so but that being said, I'm nervous of the role of troops. So there has to be some kind of mitigating circumstance to take troops. Like either your troops are really good and you're going to take them anyway um, in that like, because there's going to be a repointing of the game supposedly, right? Mm -hmm. So like either troops are going to be like criminally cheap and you're going to want to take them because they're very cheap. Or I'm thinking more likely to me, I feel like maybe there will, there's going to be like, that'll be a more of mission structure Mm -hmm. where like only troops score maybe. Um, cause I, I think that would be great because then that encourages people to want to take some troop units so that they can, they can make sure they're scoring objectives. Cause right. otherwise I don't think they'll get used very much, very often. Right. When even looking at like the troops I'm bringing, like the list I'm looking at with like plague Marines is I'm, I'm pinning up a bunch and getting a bunch of my troops ready. Cause I expect a buff to come to troops. Right. Right. Because like GW still wants a balanced game. And we've seen before how, when limits aren't placed on what you take, it gets stupid really quickly. It does. It does. And that's where, like, the rule of three comes from. That's where, mm-hmm. like, limits on regening command points comes from. It's yep. just people gaming stuff to get really stupid really quickly. Right. And some kind of buff on troops, like, maybe only troops can score. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. Maybe be... troops score double than regulars. Sure, that'd like, be fine, just, too. Just, just something or you get like a bonus command. Or you yeah. get a bonus victory point for, like... For scoring with a troop unit? Yeah. Like, I think that'd be cool. So, something like that. But I, I definitely see something coming for troops. Um, I will say, like, day one, they have said every single codex will get an FAQ. Right. Just to, to make it in line. Yeah, and you don't have to buy new codexes. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just excited for a new Death Guard codex. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, for sure. I hope they get some more units. I hope they get some units from Chaos Space Marines ported over. And I, uh, I, I think they should. But yeah. Yeah. anyway, that, that's just wish listing at this point in my turf. <laughs> you're a hundred percent. You're hundred percent correct, sir. Um, let me see here. Uh, duh, duh, terrain is going to be a big thing. Uh, oh, and so speaking of force orgs, right? Yeah, yeah. Your command point total is going to be based on the point level of the game, and they have like several different uh, point levels. Like you have combat patrol, you have uh, uh, like a skirmish level, you have a uh, like an incursion is the biggest one, I think. And so based on what size of the game you're playing, like point level, that's how many command points you're going to get. And so if you want to bring allies from other books, that's going to cost you command points in order to do that. Right. So like if you want to bring in a knight, that's going to cost you a couple of extra command points. Um, if you want to bring in allies like John's Chaos Army, if he wants to bring in Thousand Sons, like a f- good fluffy Death Guard player. As all good Death Guard players <laughs> bring in. <laughs> Um, he's gonna have to pay some. He's gonna have to pay some command points for that. Araman hangs out with the Death Guard more than he does with the Thousand Sons at this point. <laughs> yeah, he really does. He's like buddy buddy with Mortarian. He's like Mortarian, go over there. My dad doesn't like me, but my uncle's a huge fan. <laughs> um, Unlikely. <laughs> so they did say as well, which is kind of nice for me as someone who doesn't necessarily run a whole bunch of tanks. Monsters will also be able to shoot yeah, in combat. Yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, which is a nice little buff for them. And then the nice thing is, well, they seem to finally fully realize that three different ways to play means three very distinct ways to play. Sure. As opposed to up until now where they've kind of been dipping their toe in and being like, yeah, there's three ways to play, but here's the same rule set for everything. Um, yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to make it balanced, um, but they're saying... 
for competitive play, they're intended to be more balanced to make sure the players have the most agency. Uh, and yep. they have uh, input from Mike Brand uh, about narrative play. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, about competitive play. About competitive play, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's good. Uh, I think that it takes, a, you know, like a tournament veteran like that to make some, or to, he, he brings some definitely good views to the table. I mean that. <laughs> just why? Why do you keep hitting that button? <laughs> I'm not hitting anything. You're awful. Anyway, <laughs> so um, uh, I'm I'm happy about that, and I hope that the mission structure that comes out is uh, unique and uh, is something that is applicable to a lot of people. Yeah, um, and like uh, rim shots aside, uh, bringing in someone with like a decade of experience and competitive yeah. Warhammer, running one of the biggest tournaments in in the U.S. Can only be a good thing. Yeah, and for, for all the shit people are giving him for it, would we rather that people who never played tournaments or never ran a competitive right, event were the right. ones deciding a competitive rule set? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, so I guess we'll see uh, like how this affects the ITC. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the interesting one. It's not been a lot really coming out of ITC since Saturday. Yeah, been- um, so we'll see what, what, uh, what Frontline comes up with or what... Um, what they decide to do. I mean, I'm sure that they're still going to track tournaments. I feel like that's got to be part of their part and parcel to their business. My my hope is um, that they adopt these new competitive standards, but keep the same tracking. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, and well, and it depends on what the mission structure is. If it's something, because like I feel for the guys who made the ITC Battles app. Yeah. <laughs> that was short lived because yeah because the other thing that's coming is the brand new Warhammer 40k app which is I'm sure going to have all of this stuff rolled into it I because would guess the only like like I said on Saturday when we released kind of our, our initial impressions the only thing that they're boasting that this app doesn't do is like just blow you like right. everything else apparently the app does does it have books yep you know army list yep some in game stuff yep yep so check yep check it's it's literally doing anything i would be really surprised if they didn't take that there which sucks because that app that itc battles app really revolutionized like how i play and how i track yeah it's it was really nice to keep it a, was an easy way to keep a running tally of what was actually going on and being time. able to look back at my games and be like okay this worked this didn't without thinking oh no how did that game go yeah and which turn did it really turn pear shape for me? yeah like how long is like i always see that i do really good until turn three so i got i got those first three turns to build up a score otherwise i'm just fucked yep um but yeah hopefully that'll be something in there um Everyone always hits on sixes. Yeah, I'm actually good with this. I'm good with this. Yeah. As, as someone, again, with the Nurgle shenanigans, who's literally made one of my best friends just scream in rage by the fact that his Tau cannot shoot me. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. Right? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just like, sure. obviously I'm going to do it, so it's like minus three to, to, to hit myself or minus four because the rules are there to do it. Oh, wait. Are they now? But they're not anymore because <laughs> minus one plus one is as much as you can go. I am super excited about that too. Me too. I, I think that's a great change. I'm very, very excited to see that. Implemented. That makes me happier against um, playing against Eldar Flyers, though it does kind of fuck up their stratagem for, you know, an extra minus one to hit. I don't really feel too bad about it. I don't that. feel bad about it at all with the amount of Elder Flyers I've had to play well, against Well, remember too year. that you can use that on a unit that does, isn't already minus one to hit, right? Yeah, but why would you? 
No, I'm kidding. And it works in combat. They're going to be a end in anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so six is always hit. Uh, minus one, plus one is the most you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, really a huge model coming Christmas. Yeah, there was the hints like, well, yes. I, I, I. So the exact question is, what other major players may return this edition? P. Foley, trolly little beautiful man oh, that man. he is. He was so great the entire thing. So whenever you watch anything with P. Foley, watch his background because <laughs> he consistently just changes the whiteboard with just the trolliest things. And it's just, it's amazing. Uh, but he said really big and exciting ones. Uh, and then the other guy said, don't peek under the Christmas tree until Christmas. Right. And I don't know if he was saying, like, just wait and you'll see. Yep. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I'm, oh, man, I'm so hyped for all the stuff that's coming out. Yeah, so there's going to be some more stuff coming. Uh, Forge World Books, we found out when we were at LVO. They're all being redone. Obviously, we understand why now. They're all being redone to rebalance them for ninth. Correct. Um, which we kind of thought about at the time. Yeah, I, I, that was my assumption. But I, I think it's, uh, and a lot of people like in our local group are like, man, why aren't these out yet? And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. they're not coming out yet. They're, you're going to have to wait a little bit. Uh, anyway, um, but I'm, yeah, I'm super happy about that. Man, I cannot wait to get some of those stupid fucking Japter approved units rebalanced. <laughs> oh, my God. Because yeah. Chaplain Dreadnoughts can eat the biggest dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're... Uh, the best worst <laughs> we're frenemies um so yeah I, man uh did we did, did we miss anything yeah uh so the the core rules for eighth edition were eight pages uh and they made a big deal about how it was only stuff short right. uh it's gonna be a little longer this time but still yeah. pretty good um rules appendixes obviously will be coming the joke is you know six pages pages of rules 200 pages of special rules <laughs> right exactly which again honestly i'm fine with because i feel if you're really promoting that three distinct different ways to play if you're building it all around the same core then it should have a simple six to eight page rule set sure where with competitive you can add your 200 extra rules um well, yeah, and it'll be longer this time, though, because I think there's going to be... Well, I mean, I don't know. It depends on where they put these stratagems that say you can't fall back on that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, morale. The morale oh, phase. Oh, yeah. They're going to make some unspecified changes to the morale phase to make it more important. So, because, yep. like, right now they're saying... The, the comment that they made is it's all or nothing right now. It's very binary. Like, Which either nothing happens or you lose the entire unit. Yeah. There's um, been very few times where I've been like, oh, you know... Like, do I want to spend that command? I'm thinking, should I spend that command point? Because otherwise I will lose this entire unit. And I have like 10 guys left in the squad. Right. And it's like, oh, man, that's a lot of models to die just to morale. Um, But in turn, they also said that the units that uh, do affect morale are going to have a more prominent role in that. So I'm uh, I'm very excited to see what that entails. Super Um, excited to see what that entails. Can Um, we talk about Crusade for a minute? Because like we we absolutely talk about about Crusade. Crusade. Uh, so Crusade is their new uh, narrative style, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, and that's different than open play. So, yeah. Because those are the three styles, open play, narrative, and match play, right? Crusade, if you're familiar with um, Path to Glory for Age of yep. Sigmar, it seems to be exactly the same thing. And so you start with a 500-point or 25-power-level army, um, and uh, the force will grow kind of like as uh, as the game, as you, as you play games. And there'll be a balancing mechanic as well. So if you want to play it against, like, your friend's competitive list on, like, a one-off, that's totally fine. They can use their competitive list and then get some extra bonuses or something like that based on 
or points based on, you know, because your army is a little bit better because it's more seasoned. <laughs> exactly. Um, which I think is awesome. And I love rules like this, like, like in Necromunda or Mordheim when, uh, well, I remember like after the reveal, like the first thing you said to me wasn't about anything on the reveal. Just, Hey, we're no. doing this. Hey, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing, they're defining what constitutes a horde. This has me moderately worried. Yeah, I'm interested to see what that what that counts as and like are there gonna be benefits for being a horde? Like I'd be I'd be pretty happy about that. Sure. Um uh because there's definitely disadvantages in that you're gonna get shot by blast weapons, which is a new keyword. Right. Um and that means that it's a ra- that random weapons with that keyword just with that keyword, get to maximize the number of shots when fired at horde units. Which, again, demons. Uh, yeah. I think I read somewhere like 1 to 19 for being a or 10 to 19 being a horde. Not great. 21 plus. Pretty good. 20. Oh, my demons. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. And, again, looking at it in a vacuum, it's scary. But I trust mm-hmm. that they're making so many different changes to terrain and the way Overwatch and Assault works. That'll balance out. And flyers. And flyers. Flyers no longer crash and burn if they decide to leave the battlefield. Correct. They don't YOLO out of here. Because they can still make strafing runs, which I think is great if they fly this off the table. This is kind of back to sixth again, right? Kind I think of pulling sixth, something. I think seventh as well. You could sixth fly off the seventh, table. Sixth and seventh, you could fly off the table and come back on. And wasn't there a mechanic where you would reload your bombs or something if you flew off the table? Mm, maybe. I don't, I don't remember. It seems to be like they're starting to... To kind of pull stuff out of other editions, um, yeah, and I, I think it's a fine rule. Lo- and like they're they're making it so flyers can't do some of the gamey stuff anymore, like block people's movement or charges, things I, like that, which I is great. The other thing as well is just they seem to be removing a lot of the feels bad stuff. Totally, and I'm very happy about that. So like losing a flyer because um, my opponent has a hundred models that he spaced out feels bad. Sure, losing a flyer because he spread out his models so I can't get off the table or I have to fly off the table and die. It feels bad. Um, this way at least kind of puts a little bit more control where, yeah, I might lose him and I won't be able to shoot with him, but he'll be able to come back on that next phase. Yep. Um, Intercessor chain swords have a minus one AP because of course they do. <laughs> oh, Marines. <laughs> um, and then some of the other stuff has come up. This is kind of outside the oh, Q&A. They're going to change yeah. power level. Um, so power level will get modified uh, in chapter approved as well now because that wasn't something they were doing before. So a lot of people were stuck with old power levels. Which didn't make sense with new matter. Correct. And power levels accounted for things in uh, like stratagems and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. So if those don't, if those power levels didn't get modified, then those units might still suck. And so like it's, I'm glad that they're, they're looking at that as like, yes, this is an alternate like point system that we do need to update on occasion when units change value. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about new Space Marine units, new Necron units, and a keyword that has me and Danny very titillated. Very titillated. Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game systems. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it. 
from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? Oh, man, we're back. Uh, so with all of this stuff, well, thankfully, Potato Camera uh, came in. Oh, man. Thanks, Potato Camera. On, on Saturday, showing us sort of both halves of the, well, not actually both half. God, I hope so. Both halves, but it's not. Uh, new Necro models, new Space Marine models. I think it's a new set. Or at least, like... You think it's going to have uh, two monoliths and a bunch of walkers? No, no, no. There's a, there's a Necron picture as well. Mm. Um, for sure, for sure. But it, it only has one walker in the Necron picture. Um, that, that's Sadly. We're, yeah, we're, we're going gonna to really break Danny's heart here and talk about the Space Marines first, though. That's fine. Uh, I mean, I'm excited about them, too. To we have uh, Judge Dredd. Um, <laughs> Primaris Bikers. Oh, dude, they look so awesome. Uh, I think that's the unit that I'm the most excited about seeing th- the new. Well, maybe so. the guys with the shields. They're cool. Y- you too. know what I'm most excited about is like I saw one guy did a really quick Photoshop where he replaced the wheel with an intake vent. Oh yeah, sure. It looks so good. Like he did it sarcastically, but I'm like, no, no, that's just it's now they're hover bikes. <laughs> in my mind, they always in, in my be. mind, and like if I and I really, I really wish Chaos Biker Lords were still a thing because he would absolutely be Doom Rider on a hover bike. Oh, that would be cool on that thing there, and he probably still will be because I'll probably still want one. Um, so yeah, yeah sure. Primaris bikers are coming. They look like they have uh, little bolt guns, or I'm assuming an intercessor bolt rifle gun. So. Uh, from what I see on the models, I would guess they have some kind of twin bolt rifle. It looks like they also have heavy bolt pistols uh, and chainswords. Oh, because, of course, every printer is going to have chainswords now. Um, right. Well, <laughs> yeah, at least all the assaulty versions of them do, right? Sure. As long as, yeah. Oof. They're so nasty. Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking about nasty, yeah, those Primaris assault Primaris or so assault Primaris are coming. Man, those guys look. I mean, they look like first of all, the posing is amazing. So the posing is so characterful, and like all four of the different models, there's so much movement. That <laughs> did sound backhanded, um, but yeah. Uh, there's so the picture that I have shows ten. Um, Ten different ones. I saw like the one I have like was like the leaked one where it had like well, four or five. So I imagine there's only going to be five different ones because that's sure. the way they currently have the intercessor sprue is like five models, five different legs. So there'll probably be five different legs with tor- with a torso attached. Right. I will say those models are are very <sighs> marine-y. Like they look like a marine with a chainsword running at you would look like. Yep. Um, they're not delicately placed on ruins like a lot of their more recent ones have to show movement. No, dude, yeah, he's they're like charging. They're they're charging, and it looks terrifying, and it's great, and I'm excited to see what Space Wolf players do with that. Oh, screw. that'll look super cool with the bare heads and stuff. With, with bare heads and stuff, yeah. or with like Space Wolf shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what Blood Angels player does. Uh, Blood Angels players do with it with uh, For sure. Death Company. Oh yeah, Death Company assault intercessors, Ooh. especially with some of those um, psychic awakening. Because I'm sure they'll have the intercessor keyword as well. Yep. So psychic awakening mm. strats with John Miller saying, "I didn't know what I was talking about." Blah blah blah. And just, <laughs> maybe I was and now talking John. <laughs> one edition in the future. Obviously, because John's I knew this living was in 2020 in <laughs> 2019. <laughs> Everyone would be so pissed. I didn't warn them. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm also seeing a new ancient. 
New Ancient, yep. Which is cool. Uh, and some kind of new heavy support squad and Gravis armor. Yeah, it looks like... Um, I know people were saying the Hellblaster, but that looks like a Melta weapon that they're yeah, holding Yeah, some there. kind of a Melta or a... F- yeah, it looks like a Melta, big Melta gun. Like Devastator ones almost. You also have uh, Hell yeah. Honor Guard go- uh, dudes. Oh, dude. Where they uh, have Storm Shields. And Mastercrafted Power Swords. Mastercrafted Power Swords. And so there's three of them. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, it looks like, a captain and a lieutenant who are equipped the same way. Rounding out the Space Marine side yeah, of Don't forget can... the other two characters in this in this thing you see. <laughs> There's a chaplain model or some kind. Of, it looks like a chaplain. It might be something different, but I, to me it looks like a new chaplain. Are we talking about the Judicar? No, and then there's also the Judicar. Okay, well, let's talk about the Judicar. Um, oh, yeah, that chaplain is very nice. That's there's cool. a new chaplain in there. Um, the Judicar, when we first saw him, Danny and I were both thinking that he was like, oh, cool, uh, Space Marine's got a Master of Execution. Right. They get so much more. This guy, his data sheet leaked today. Right. Um, He is gross. Uh, Yeah, he looks real nasty. Um, It looks like like pretty standard Space Marine Lieutenant profile for Primaris, right? Mm -hmm. So two plus weapon skill, five wounds, four attacks. He does have a two plus armor save, which I thought was pretty spicy. It's that hourglass. Right. Uh, That's exactly what it is. Um, He's got, uh, he comes equipped complete with a Volkite pistol. Welcome to 40K. Yeah. By the way, all of the Storm Shield guys have Volkite Volkite pistols as well, which I'm like, oh, weird. That's, I mean, that's cool. But like uh, a damage two pistol. I mean, that seems pretty dope. What do you think, John? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm happy to see Volkite in 40k. Um, yeah, me too. It's a super cool weapon in 30k. Uh, most of the stuff in 30k has a 40k equivalent, apart from Volkite. It seems in the Marine line, anyway. Like one or two other things, sure, but like Volkite seemed to be the main one. We'd be like, why wouldn't that be there? Uh, so it's nice to see it starting to show up. And we've seen the uh, Primaris Lieutenant from the Warhammer 40,000 website. Yep, has a Volkite pistol. Dude, um, so it seems to be something they're rolling out here with some of these newer Primaris. I'm very, yeah, I'm very happy about this. Uh, the the Judicar's sword, uh, is, yeah. So he's got an Executioner Relic Blade, which is plus three strength, mm-hmm. minus three AP, flat three damage. Hell yeah, baby! So he's got a strength seven Thunder Hammer. He has a strength seven Thunder Hammer, and so he's got five attacks in the first round of combat because yep. he's a Marine. Um. In addition, uh, if he's using the Executioner Relic Blade against a character and you roll a natural six to wound, um, it takes D3 mortal wounds in addition to normal damage. He's very good. But you would say, oh, yeah, okay, all that stuff? Yeah, that seems just as good as the Master of Executions, right? Uh, Better, but yeah, sure. Okay, sure. But there's more. It's the two-up save. The two-up save is so, it makes such a big difference, right? Such a huge difference. Because, sorry, what you were saying. What, what did you say before that? You said, but there's more. Oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Sorry, I had to line yeah, that no, up, and no. then I had a thought. And then and you had to say, go yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice job. It really flowed. Um, so <laughs> Leaner. Uh, so let's see. So he's got this rule called Purge the Firstborn. Actually, hold on. Before we go to Purge the Firstborn, okay. let's look at his other rule. Sure. Um, his, he has a piece of war gear called a Memento Mori. Um, which is if he dies in the combat phase, he deals D3 mortal wounds to one enemy unit within three inches. Great. I'm going to charge so much goddamn chaff at that guy. Well, yeah, so you charge him in, he kills stuff, 
he dies, you can fight him again because he's a Space Marine character. Oh. Then he does D3 Mortal Wounds. So, I mean, he can do a lot of damage. Um, oh, what a dick. Yeah, he's a dick, dude. So even if he only even if he gets like one wound through on your cool character, like a five wound character, yeah, he still has a pretty good chance of acing that character. Like, I was with trying mortals. to think of a way to make that havoc squad of Laz cannons uh, have the sniper rule. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so anyway, he's got one more special rule called Purge the Firstborn, and this one is like what really piqued John and I's interest here. Oh, for sure. Um, it says friendly chapter units within six inches can reroll failed hit and wound rolls made against. Oh, and it's weird. It's failed hit rolls and and wound rolls. So it doesn't take into account. It does take into account minuses. Yes, which I hope is something throughout the new edition. That'd be fun. Does I'm I'm cool either way. Uh, against firstborn, and that's a keyword unit. Keyword what firstborn. The shit is a firstborn unit, John. So Danny and I have been theorizing about this mm-hmm. uh, for the past hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's for me. It's going to be one of two things. Sure. Boomer Marines. I feel like, yeah, okay. Which is going to be like your initial small tactical Marines. Yeah. And we're going to see ninth edition, the Space Marine book split into two of Baby Marines versus Primaris Marines. And we're going to have an Imperium Civil War. An Imperium Civil War. (laughs) I also see this. This can be Chaos Primaris. Ooh. Where the firstborn are. I didn't think about that. your, Your firstborn are flawed. So you have the Judicar to go and save them, and that falls into the War of the Spider. I was going to say, what if it's Fabius Biles' units that he's made? Mm-hmm. We've oh, seen, man, that's We've spicy. seen weirder things from Games Workshop than a special rule entirely devoted to one unit. Interesting. Okay, so hot take. Hot take. Emperor's Children? Like... I don't I think, I, know. Never mind. No, I, never I think mind. I think because because Bile, even though like he were Emperor's Children and stuff, he's he's not super Emperor's Children. He could well, really give two shits about Emperor's Children. Kind of. If so, if you read the Fabius Spy books, have you have you? I refuse. Oh man, you've got to. Just came here to lead, just, not to read. <laughs> You're doing a fantastic job, President Trump. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> or am i <laughs> no um <laughs> um let's see here so uh yeah i don't know uh he does he does like his emperor's children uh in those books like he he has a war band of emperor's children that sure. he travels around with did, or do, um, do they not like him i think there's some that is also that is true also. right <laughs> some of them do not like him very much <laughs> so like i said i think Let's say weirder things have happened than an entire special rule being around one unit from one book. Mm-hmm. But it also can be a way firstborn could be like uh, an upgraded keyword from War of the Spider. Sure. Um, it could be something in there because maybe we're seeing a new Chaos Codex because we got Chaos yeah. 2.0, right? But maybe that was just a, it's not time to release a true second Chaos Codex because in a year... We're going to have a whole new edition with all of this shit coming in Fabius Bile. Right. But we just do this one just now. Oh, no. Like, honestly, that one, always a new keyword, and especially, like, as front and center as that one is, always interests me. And I'm going to be really interested to see what Firstborn are. Yeah, I'm I'm very hyped for this. Like, it, just in general. Like, uh, I don't care what they are. Yeah. 
I'm just excited that there's a special model that's dedicated to hunting them. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't, you know, it's like I'm not excited about a new keyword. I'm excited that there's a model specifically designed to well, destroy that keyword. They just must be really good. Or that's a way for Games Workshop to just really get rid of little Marines. Or maybe they're just like, oh, I designed a chaplain with a giant sword. Cool, we already have two chaplains. Uh, call it something else. Yeah, it's not a chaplain. It is a sword, right? But I mean, but yeah. it has the chaplain armor. No, 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 no. We already have two chaplain models. Who knows? Don't question it. Don't question it. But I like this is, I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards Primaris separating out. Um in some way, but it's super hard because again, they don't want to limit people's collections or what people play. Sure. So like you don't want to limit it. So you can't take boomer Marines and Primaris Marines or do you, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Either way, people are going to be salty as shit about it. So yeah, it doesn't like, really matter. Who doesn't want an execute order 66? Like, like oh. actual model. Dude, you just popped the biggest boner that <laughs> if Gulliman just executes order 66, <laughs> On his own chapter. Yeah, dude. Because of how awful the Imperiums become. He's just execute Order 66. Primaris are all over the place. <laughs> he can finally get rid of Cato Sicarius. <laughs> Spoiler, he's on our list of worst characters in 40K. Oh, oh by a lot. Yeah. By by a lot. Uh, it's, it's a voting system like a Hall of Fame, and he has 100% of the votes to get in. <laughs> but it's not just uh, Space Marines getting releases. It's Necrons, too. Uh, my favorite meme from this all was the birthday party meme with the Necron getting his cake. And then the <laughs> yeah. Space Marine getting his equal attention cake. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, Necrons are going from what seems to be like a huge redesign of how they play as an army. Dude, a huge model redesign? Like, everything. There's so much stuff that's going to get changed with new this. New warriors, new um, destroyers, new monoliths, new Satan. I mean, it's so much, man. Like, I I can't even describe the amount of hype that I have for this. They have uh, a weird ball on legs. They have terrain pieces that are either side of the Silent King. Right. Are those part of his unit? Like, does he have Necron shield drones? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Let's um, talk about that Silent King model because holy shit, dude, he is spicy as fuck. Um, they did the little teaser video on Saturday. Ever since uh, a full picture of him has leaked as part of a, a larger Necron, but force he's at a distance with new monoliths, and he's at a distance. But even from a distance, like he has a trap Satan shard powering his little sleigh. Because why wouldn't he? Um, and that trap Satan is amazing. Uh, did you guys? Did you notice? It's like screaming, yeah. Did you notice on the monolith? There is a Necron warrior. Yeah, he's coming out of the lightning. Out of the lightning, out of the yeah, door. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so awesome. And I guess that that's an optional piece because they have two monoliths and the other one doesn't have that. Um, so you don't have to have a Necron warrior. You also have uh, War of the Worlds style spider walkers. Dude, I am so hyped for those guys specifically. Like, that's probably my most excited. Can we talk the about the familiar, uh, how familiar the look is compared to the Blackstone Fortress sentry drones? Man, they look just like spindle drones. Mm hmm. And, and especially the big spindle drone the big that's spindle coming out. That came out. And with Necrons being like the premier users of Blackstone. Or right. Like, is this a Necron construct there? So I like how that's tying in. Um, one of the giant New spindle destroyers, drones, too. Yeah, one, I was going to say, one of the giant spindle drones has a precariously placed cannon on top yeah, of so his head. Yeah, so what that is, totally, that's a doomsday cannon from, uh, from a doomsday arc. Like, I don't know if it's the same size, but it's exactly the same weapon design. So it's got to be a very similar yeah, profile. Yeah. 
Um, and then it also like so, so that one has guns because it has multiple guns. Um, and then the other one looks like maybe it's I don't know. It has like some claws and stuff. So maybe it's more of a repair type of thing, like a tomb spider. Yeah. Um, yeah, possibly uh, a new flayed one. Uh, okay, so Hidden I actually very back. know what those are. Oh, I know their ooh, name. What are they? Uh, I found this other leaked sheet that <laughs> says that they are a canoptic plasma site. Oh, that's way less exciting than a flayed yeah, one. Yeah, so they have a little. I have a little picture of of it. Oh. Um, com- combined with a with a bigger picture of the of the uh, of the walker guy, the three legged spider yeah, close so combat guys. You have the three legged spider unit. You have a three legged spider lord. What's right. this Scorp Tech lord or something? Yeah, yeah. So they're uh, Scorp Tech destroyers, and then there's the Scorp Tech lord is the is the big boy with the big claw at the end of the uh, new video. Man, that video was great, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, new warrior unit. New warrior unit. I'm pretty sure the warrior unit can take special weapons, like, or at least you can divvy up the squad, because uh, this big picture has a unit of ten warriors, and two of them have the alternate weapon for warriors, and the rest don't. Yeah, Ooh. but that it means seems... I'm gonna have to buy a lot of warriors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, though, it seems that the Necron range has a huge redesign. Yep, uh, new guns on the side of the monolith. Uh, they're not gauze guns. Um, there looks like some kind of a beamer. And we were talking a couple of episodes ago about how to make monoliths better. Yeah. And, and we're like, without completely redoing the data sheet. And they're like, <laughs> oh, no, we're just going to completely redo just the data kidding. sheet. We're going to just redo the yeah. data sheet. Don't worry about it, guys. Um, so, But the units that it looks like they're keeping are the ones from the last wave because they're getting rid of all the units with green rods. Right. Uh, but your wraiths are staying. Mm-hmm. Um, wraiths, uh, the Lich Guard and Triarch Praetorians are staying. The Triarch Stalker is staying. The Immortals and, and Death Marks are staying. Um, uh, like the plastic characters that they've made. So like the Overlord and the Cryptek, the newer Cryptek yep. model. Um, uh, what else? Oh, the Flyers. Yep. Uh, oh, those, and the Barges. Those classic croissants. They just they won't <laughs> they just, die. They, yeah, they just keep ticking, man. They'll be back. <laughs> yes, um, they will. I feel like, I know I thought this one, like, they, they really expanded it and kind of stole the Tomb King, the, like, ideals for Necrons in the last few editions. Um, this is way more of a complete army thematically. Yes. Now, more than it's ever been. And I think it's, they've used it kind of story-wise, but, like, they're slowly waking up. They're slowly waking up. I think with ninth edition, we see they're all awake now. I think that shit is going to get real, real. <laughs> real, real. The real, real. For the Imperium, like, uh, like especially since Necrons can wake up right underneath your cities, like your infrastructure, they don't care. They've been there for sixty-five million years. Like you ha- would have no idea that they're there uh, unless you stumbled upon them accidentally. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think the Imperium's going to have a really rough time, especially since Necrons have all kinds of like gates, like the Dolmen gates and things like that that they can teleport between. Um. Yeah, man, I, I think I think that they can be they're going to be a real problem for a lot of pe- for a lot of people. Oof. We can only hope. I do. We can only hope. My little um, Necron heart dreams of this. So exciting things coming. Dark Imperium being retired. New box set coming with Necrons versus Base Marines. Oh, uh, the Storm Shield guys are called Blade Guard Veterans. That's just so edgy. It, like, <laughs> oh God, because they have swords, John. No, just I, I don't know. It okay. seems like if you were LARPing, 
you would call yourself is like, what are you like? Oh, I'm an elite unit of a blade guard veteran. <laughs> are they protecting the swords? Maybe. I, I, I don't get it. They, but, maybe they guard with their swords. But uh, but either way, they've been doing it for a long time. And that's that's really all that matters. For real. For real. Yeah. Uh, Necrons versus Space Marines coming. It's coming. And I, for one, can probably wait. I already did. If you're a true follower of chaos, enjoy killing Tau scum, fry devilfish for breakfast, drink the blood of fire warriors, collect the bones of croup fodder, desecrate the cockpits of mantas with demonic sigils, sing songs of chaotic praise and joy, when berserkers chain X overwatching broadsides, hell drake bell flame shield drones into flying discs of spinning fire, and just all around bask in the path to glory, then the Shrine of Chaos podcast is a must listen for you. I'm Mini Wargamer Dave from MiniWarGaming.com, and I invite you to be a champion of chaos. Listen to the Shrine of Chaos podcast wherever podcasts are downloadable. Thank you, Mob Rules, for allowing this message from the Eye of Terror. In the darkness between the stars, the weak and the faithless find no deliverance. Oh, man. Damn so, okay, Shoddy. If you were... <laughs> <laughs> if you were to say to me a four-minute cinematic trailer for oh, a new man. edition and like eye bleedingly good 3D, so good, I would not have believed you. No, but but that was just straight up great. Hey, real quick, I want to add something on in the end here. Fuck you, Arch Warhammer. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. Get, for get, real, get fucked. Get get fucked. Like, so there's a black Primaris Marine. Who uh, fucking cares? Yeah, seriously. God, get over your fucking Ultramar, Ultramar has 500 worlds. If there's a billion people on each world, that's 500 billion people. <laughs> is it really that hard to think that one of them isn't white? Right. Seriously. I mean, come on. How can, how can, in this day and age, there's, like, this kind of shit that still happens? Like it's You are the spiky bits of YouTube. <laughs> and that makes you basically the worst. Take your clickbaity shit and get out of here. <laughs> just, just go. And uh, I was even going to go on his YouTube video and comment, fuck you, and just that. But I was like, no, that, that increases his algorithm. By the way, right. comment on this YouTube video if you're watching this on YouTube. Just Hell fuck yeah. you. That's yep. Just, we're done with it. Just do we that. We understand. Just do that. But yeah, uh, beautiful new cinematic, new edition of Warhammer coming. Our leaner, meaner mob rules. Yes. On it. Um, We're tight like a tiger. Toit like. Dude, I love gold member. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, next episode coming up Engine War. Oh, We're going to be going deep into chaos and so uh, uh, AdMech right there, as well as I'm sure going to be the start of the articles about Warhammer 9th edition starting yeah. June 1st. Which Danny and I will be covering. It's coming. Um, for for being in a pandemic, we're spoiled for content right now. So I want to thank you for joining us for this hour of just high energy bullshit. It's hour of power, power hour, and like ten minutes or so. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's somewhere like, hey, uh, follow Danny on Twitter. He has a, a weird Twitter handle. Oh yeah, I do. Uh, what is my Twitter handle? <laughs> At Villicate Five. Oh yeah, that's right. Because there was four other villicates apparently. before you. That's apparently. fucking weird, dude. Um, I'm uh, at Hey John Q. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's me. That, that, that's all I got. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we have reviews. It'll be a little late because uh, uh, review copies aren't necessarily going out super quick, but we'll have yeah. an Engine War preview up. 
or I guess post view. Sure. Uh, as we kind of it'll go be through a it. thing that we work on, and you'll be able to look at it. It'll, it'll be a thing. You can look at it. You or can, listen to it, or or something to it, or, or whatever. Just thumbs up it and say fuck you in the comments. It really helps with the algorithm. Please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Danny, you have anything else you want to add on there? Uh, no, man. Uh, everybody, I just want everybody to stay safe and uh, yeah. like have fun. And I know that everybody's hobby is kind of on hiatus right now, but stay strong because we're going to get through it. Stay strong. So, yeah, for Mob Rules, I've been John. I've been Danny. And we'll uh, see you next time. surround themselves with powerful and useful outlets. A single rogue trader is a force of nature, with the ability to dictate the flow of trade and commerce to entire sectors. Applying their trade between distant worlds... Are you writing another book no one will read, or are you advertising the network? Yeah, where was that even going? Right? The Rogue Trader Network of Podcasts is live! A powerful coalition has been formed. Stop it! The Rogue Trader Network is comprised of Mob Rules, NC40K Cabal, The High Lords of Terra, and the Dangly Boys. Find them and listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Rogue Trader Network. Listen and subscribe today.